This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, friends. Welcome back to Sorta Awesome. I'm your host, Meg Teets. And Awesomes, you are in for such a treat today. I am absolutely giddy to have here with us today, Sarah Schweistall. Sarah is the social media face and voice and just the overall warm and welcoming presence for the company You Need a Budget. Now, I know we have a ton of fans of You Need a Budget in the awesome community. So some of you maybe already are familiar with Sarah and her work. In fact, speaking of her work, Sarah has grown the TikTok following for You Need a Budget to over half a million followers over there on TikTok. And you maybe have seen Sarah in the media because she's best known as the mom who reduced her grocery bill by $800 during inflation. Sarah, welcome to Sorta Awesome. Hi, Meg. Thanks so much for having me. I am truly delighted to have you. I feel like the timing for our conversation is perfect. I know for myself, and awesome as you all know, I have five kids. It's summertime. I just went to the grocery store literally this morning to grab some things. And I was like, I just need like lunches, breakfast, maybe some snacks. And it's like over $100 before you even turn around. And it's like, this wasn't even for our like main food for the week. Food costs are crazy right now. And lots of us have it on the mind, especially because we're feeding all these kids all summer. So Sarah, thank you so much for taking the time to come and join us today. Of course, I'm so excited to be on your show. Well, before we get into talking about food and like how to best utilize the food that we do have, how to make our grocery budget stretch as far as we can while still feeding our people well. Why don't you take just a minute to tell us a little bit about you and what life looks like for you right now? Sure. Well, thanks, Meg. I'm Sarah. I'm a mom. I have two kids. One is about to turn 12 and the other is nine. My husband and my kids and myself, we all live in a 28-foot camper together and travel the U.S. We just recently went all the way from Arizona up to Wisconsin, so oh, wow. we're recovering from that trip. I bet. And <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to settle here in Wisconsin for a while, but yeah, we homeschool our children and we homeschool all year round, so there's no break from that really. Yeah. And yes, I'm obsessed with groceries in a good way. I love to find new ways to save money on groceries. I love to try new recipes. And my family loves it too, because they get to eat the new recipes. So we're all about it. And I love learning for ways to be flexible with money and with food and all of those things. So I'm excited to talk about that today. I am so thrilled. You guys, we're going to get into, especially one of the things that Sarah really teaches a lot about through You Need a Budget and through her work, especially focusing on like food waste and learning to better utilize what you have on hand, which I think is so fascinating and so important. So we're going to get into all of that. Sarah even has some tips for us for how to like organize your kitchen in the best way to eliminate food waste to begin with. She's got some tips for feeding your people through the summer. We have so much good stuff for you today on Sorta Awesome.
welcome back, awesome, to the show that is all about helping you be smart, strong, and social. If you have been looking for a community of women who are here to support you, no matter what age or stage of life you're in, no matter what life looks like for you, no matter where you live, if you're a mom or not a mom or kids or empty nester, whoever you are, wherever you are, we've got community for you. And we especially would love to have you join us in one of our communities outside of your podcast app. So come over and find us on Facebook in our Sorta Awesome Hangout. You guys, this is the time of year you need support from other women to get through the summer months ahead. Come and join us over there. We would love to have you in the Sorta Awesome Hangout. Also, we are on Instagram at Sorta Awesome Show, bringing a little awesome to your feed over on Instagram. We'd love to have you join us over there. So Sarah, before we get into all of this talk about food and food costs, groceries, cooking in a way that is smart and really utilizes that money that we invest in our groceries. Before we get to all of that, let's start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you're new to Sort of Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever's making life a little more awesome right now. It could be a book or a TV show, music, movie, a podcast, a product, a recipe maybe. Whatever is bringing some extra gold sparkle to your days. Sarah, as the guest, I would be honored to have you go first for Awesome of the Week. I can't wait to hear what you brought for us. Okay, so I actually have mine sitting in front of me right now. And pretty much every morning lately, my best friend introduced it to me and I call it my magic tea. It's the Bigelow Vanilla Caramel Black Tea and it is so good. (laughs) And especially for anyone like me who doesn't drink coffee anymore. You know, I just can't do coffee. It's not good on my stomach. And so this tea is the perfect replacement for that. And I am obsessed. It's the thing I look forward to the most every morning. It just brightens my day. Oh my gosh, I love a great tea. So this is a black tea, I'm guessing. So it's got a little caffeine in it, maybe? It does have a little caffeine. And if you're not used to that, you might have to work your way up to it. But for me, it's just that perfect little kick in the pants for a good day. (laughs) Exactly. And what I was going to say is if you are a coffee drinker like myself and you're trying to kind of rein in the caffeine, I sometimes go for like an afternoon cup of black tea just to get like a little kick, but not the crazy like wired feeling that another cup of coffee brings. Yes, this would be the perfect thing. And if you have some vanilla creamer, add that to it just for a little extra spice. So good. Definitely recommend. That sounds fantastic. I love it. Have you ever done it over ice or do you mostly just drink that one hot? I do. Sometimes I will brew the tea and then I'll just stick that in the fridge for a little bit, pour it over ice, put some creamer on there, especially on a hot day. That's really nice. So mostly I drink it warm. Just I like that comforting cup, but it's nice to be able to do it either way. Yes. Okay. So great. Well, we'll put a little link in the show notes for you guys if you want to go check out Sarah's favorite tea right now. That sounds wonderful. Sarah, I have to tell you, I am so jealous that you are spending your summer in Wisconsin. I'm in Oklahoma. I have never gotten to experience those like Northern Plains kinds of summers, but I hear the weather is absolutely just like gorgeous in the summer up there. We call it the perfect weather. We say if Wisconsin could be like this all year round, we would be happy, but then yeah. it's probably be way more expensive to live here because everyone <laughs> would want to. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> Well, my awesome of the week is summer adjacent as well. This is an oldie but a goodie, you guys. This is not like I have found some hidden gem. You have probably had this in your life or at least seen it on the shelves at Target or whatever. I'm bringing the Jergens 
natural glow. This is like your daily gradual tan builder. Okay. Now, Sarah, I don't know how old you are, but my teenagers were in the 90s where when it was time for a summer glow, we just went to the tanning beds and like absolutely baked. (laughs) So did we. I'm in my mid 30s. Definitely the early 2000s. It was all the rage. You'd put one of those stickers. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. (laughs) Have Uh the heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Listen, I hadn't thought about this in a long time. The stickers at the tanning booth when I was in high school, and I'm talking a junior and senior in high school. Okay, so 16, 17 years old. In my hometown, the tanning salon that I went to, the stickers were the Playboy Bunny, which I didn't really like super think about. I just thought it was just like this cute little thing. And so I'm tanning and getting ready for prom. And I've got, you know, my little Playboy Bunny sticker. When my mother saw that, (laughs) she was not (laughs) impressed. She was not thrilled. I can only imagine. (laughs) It's just a little bunny rabbit. No worries, right? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, back in those days, we did go to the tanning salon and I've got the freckled skin to show for it. These days, I'm trying to get the sun in more responsible ways. So like on my morning walk, have get a little sun, get a little vitamin D going, but I really am trying to avoid the sun during the peak of the day. But of course, you still want a little color for summer. I have known about this. I had forgotten about it kind of for years. And I had picked some up earlier this spring and I've just been using it faithfully each day after my shower. I put on a little regular lotion underneath and then do the Jergens Natural Glow. I even, since I'm fair skinned, I just went with like the fair to medium so that it didn't look unnatural. You know what I mean? And it genuinely does give you just a little bit of color. So when you're wearing your spring dresses, your sundresses, your summer skirts, your shorts, you're at the pool and you want to have a little color on your skin, but not do the bake at the tanning salon thing. I've been loving this so much. I know I feel I always feel silly when I bring like old school product, but it really has been awesome in my life lately. It looks awesome. (laughs) I want to go pick it up right after this. I'm going to do that. Add it to my budget. Here we go. Yay. There you go. Perfect. So those are awesomes of the week for Sarah and I this week. We'll have links in the show notes. And of course, we always love to hear what is awesome in your life. So like I said at the top of the show, come and join us on social media. We are always talking awesome of the week every single Friday on Facebook in our sort of awesome hangout group and over on Instagram. Sarah and I have a lot to get into, you guys. We are talking all about food budgets, groceries, cooking for your family, how to make it all work in a way that makes sense in these days of crazy food inflation prices. We're going to get to all of that when we come right back. Hey, friends, right now I am packing my bags to leave on a plane for a little trip. And you know, when you're packing, space is limited. You're really mindful about what you're taking. There are two products that are absolutely going in my bags. I can't leave home without them, literally. And that is my skincare from OneSkin. Support for today's episode is brought to you by OneSkin. OneSkin is a two step skincare system founded by a team of four female. PhD level longevity scientists, what they did is go through testing with thousands of peptides and they discovered OS1. The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target aged cells, the main source of skin aging, and it actually reduces the biological age of skin by several years 
years. Hello, science, and thank you. As I have talked about many times on the show, I have highly reactive, super sensitive skin. So a lot of the skincare created for aging and mature skin, I can't use it. One Skin's OS1 Face and OS1 Eye products are so gentle. They're fragrance-free, non-irritating to my skin. My skin feels so soft. And you guys, I have to tell you, I've been cheating a little bit. I've been using the OS1 Eye topical supplement on my next skin and I have seen a radical transformation on the skin on my neck. No more crepiness. It looks so much younger. It really, really does. In fact, one skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with a groundbreaking approach. One skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging. So skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code awesome at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code awesome. We only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. Okay, we are back. And today we are talking all about how we can best use that grocery line item in our budgets to really think about how can we make this money stretch. Groceries are so expensive right now. And Sarah, the way I understand it, that's really what kind of launched you on this path to figuring out how do we use the food that we have, not have so much food waste and make our money work for us in this part of our budgets. Again, working for You Need a Budget, I'm sure this was on your mind. But the way I understand it, like this, the rising cost of food and groceries is really what launched you into uncovering how do we make this work for our families, right? It is. You know, I was finding myself spending 12, 13, 14, one month, $1,700 on groceries, just buying the same amount of food that I was before. And I was thinking, okay, even while it's possible, it's not necessarily sustainable or somewhere I want to be spending that much money. I'd rather be spending on other things that I enjoy or other things that we're working towards. Yeah. And so. I thought, what are some ways that I can maybe cut down on some of these expenses? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I know so many of us are also looking at our budgets. I myself was shocked recently. My husband and I were talking and kind of like, well, where did this money go? And I went and looked at our everything I have labeled in our budget for groceries. And it was like, oh my gosh. And like you said, I didn't even feel like I was like suddenly buying a ton more food the same amount of food. It was just costing so much more. And so I know one of the approaches that you took and that you're here to share with us about today is like, to begin with, how can we set up our kitchens, both our refrigerators, our pantries, where we put our food in our house? How can we go about setting that up in a way that makes sense to kind of alert us to how we're using the food that we do buy? I would love to hear your thoughts on that. That's a really good question. And I think honestly, The way that I have my fridge organized has helped me so much in reducing food waste because before I would find myself cleaning out the fridge, I don't know, every week, every other week and throwing out so much produce. I mean, think about all of the bags of lettuce that have gone bad in my fridge. I just, (laughs) it's really sad to think about it. So I actually saw a tip on TikTok where instead of putting the fresh produce in the produce bins, to actually have them front and center in your fridge and then put the condiments in the drawers because they stay good forever pretty much, right? And so now when I open the fridge, I see 
fresh produce, I have it in the fridge on the side, on the shelves in the fridge, and then also just in the front. Oh my so much better. gosh, you are blowing my mind right now. Like I feel like you're breaking the rules. You're breaking the conventional understood rules of like, this is how your fridge has to be. And the reason that there are drawers right. is that you put your produce in here and you just have to do it that way. Like, it's never occurred to me that like, I don't have to put my lettuce in the very <laughs> bottom drawer where nobody ever sees it. That's big bag of spinach I just bought. It doesn't have to be hidden in a drawer at the bottom. <laughs> this is amazing. No, you can put it front and center. Isn't that wild? And when I first started doing it, I would open the fridge and be like, this looks so beautiful. It looks like a garden in here. And so it was just really fun for me to set it up that way. I would have little fresh bundles of parsley and cilantro in jars with water in them, kind of like a vase for a bouquet. And they stay better much longer because of that. That is so smart. Again, I don't know why. I guess I've never really thought about my fridge as being a place to like get creative and make it inviting. It's been always just so more practical and like pragmatic. You just like you put the stuff in. I can see how this would start to create a whole mindset shift though, just depending on where you totally. put your food. It's exciting. You know, for us, one of the things that it's helped like a little side benefit is that we're grabbing the healthier options more often because they're right in front of our faces versus hidden away. So definitely recommend that. Love that. That makes so much sense for the fridge. What about pantry? Especially I know during the summer, I don't have any problems with food waste when it comes to the snacky things, the crackers, the cereals, those are gone like that. But there's other things that maybe if we're thinking differently about where to put our food, maybe your dry goods, your pantry stuff could be different as well. So I actually, how I have my pantry organized, I have the snacks hidden almost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're towards the back because they're going to be found, right? I have two kids. The snacks will be discovered either way. So I keep those towards the back. And then I have organized for myself different categories of pantry items. So for example, I have a basket of my carbs that I will use as staples in my meals. So I will have lentils and rice and pasta all sort of together so that I just grab that bin out and use it whenever I'm going to be cooking a meal. And it's so nice just to have everything segmented like that. I have my oils in one of these, I don't know what it's called right now, maybe a Lazy Susan that oh, spins yeah. around. It's so nice. So I don't have to dig for things. I can just spin that and have the oil or the seasoning that I need. So just make it convenient for yourself. However that looks for you, it might look different than my pantry, but whatever you're cooking with the most and needing the most, just put it front and center for yourself so that when you think about cooking a meal, it's not overwhelming. You don't have to go seek out all of those ingredients. They're just right there for you. You know exactly where they are and it's easy peasy. That is so smart. And I'm sure living in an RV and having limited space that you especially have had to really put a lot of extra thought into like, this is the amount of space we have to work with. So how can I best set this up to make it the most usable for us? Exactly. You have to be intentional with every square inch in a camper. And I think that's been to our advantage because I'm cleaning it out more frequently. We're using up what we have on hand before we're going shopping. It's those little things. So it'll be interesting if we ever do buy a larger home, how I can take those habits that I've formed in here and put them into action in the home. Yes, that makes so much sense. And I will say that I, like you just mentioned, I started 
not like hiding food. Like I don't want to create weird mindsets for my kids around like different foods and hiding or anything like that, but just not making it as visually accessible when they first open the pantry and really bringing forward a lot of just like the ingredient stuff that's in there. And I have noticed since I started doing that, that the kids are asking, instead of saying, can I get out this box of crackers or whatever, that it's a lot more, can I have a piece of fruit? Can I have some yogurt? Because they're opening it and they're not immediately thinking like, oh, can I finish off that box of goldfish or whatever? Like just, it almost does trick them into thinking, well, maybe I should see what's good in the fridge instead of going for the snacky foods all the time. You know what I mean? I love that. Yes, totally. Yeah. Okay. So I know that one thing is so surprising for people, I think when they do start looking at their budgets, especially looking at those big parts of the budget that get a lot of resources funneled to them like food, it's thinking about how much food we do waste. I mean, we were laughing about like the bag of lettuce. For me, we don't so much buy lettuce, but it is definitely, it's like the spinach. Like I always think, oh, everyone's going to, you know, we'll cook this saute it for dinner or people can make salads. How many bags of (laughs) spinach? And I always think too, because like at Costco or Sam's, you can get a huge bag of spinach for not very much money. I guess I almost think like, oh, well, there goes another bag of spinach that I'm throwing out because I got so much and people did not use it. But that food waste adds up over time, right? It totally does. And I think that was probably the biggest expense for me in my own budget was just food I wasn't eating, which is so sad to think about. And speaking of the spinach, with this whole experiment, I just started putting our spinach straight into the freezer because I knew we were not going to be using it in a timely manner. And Mm -hmm. mostly we're using it in smoothies and sauteing it. So I was just like, you know what, let's put it straight in the freezer. But totally, I find that it was the food I wasn't using, whether it was ingredients for recipes that I thought I wanted to make, that I had never used these ingredients before. I found, I think, three jars of tahini in the back of my pantry (laughs) when I started this experience (laughs) because I had all of these aspirations and then I found myself not cooking these meals. I would definitely say probably the biggest portion of my grocery spending that was going to waste was on food I wasn't even eating, which is so sad to think about. It really is. What have you found as you've been talking and sharing? And again, you guys, over a half million followers on TikTok. I'm sure that in the comment section over there and just various conversations you're having with people, what are you finding? What are some of the things that people tend to waste the most money on? I would have to think maybe produce is at the top of the list and all of us like feel so guilty about it. Is that right? Yeah, I would say produce is a huge offender with that. And I would also say ingredients for recipes that we want to try and don't end up cooking. Mm -hmm. So I made a rule for myself and that is I'm not going to buy ingredients for a new recipe until I've made the new recipe that I already have the ingredients for. It's kind of like, I'm not going to buy a new book until I've read the books on my bookshelf. Right. So I love trying new things and I will continue to do that. But I'm going to make sure that I use up those new ingredients before I go and try something else that's new. So that makes so much sense. I know sometimes when I am like thinking about what can we eat and I'm maybe looking for recipes, I'm in that mindset. I'm like so adventurous. Ooh, this sounds good. Oh, I've never done this technique before. Use these ingredients. This will be so fun. 
And then it's almost, I get this stuff home and then I'm intimidated. Like, oh, I've never used yeah. these ingredients before and I already spent so much money on it. What if I mess it up? And then like, it just ends up not getting made, <laughs> which is very we sad. We are creatures of habit. I think that we are going to most of the time go with what we're most comfortable with, what we're used to cooking. So I say, have a lot of the staples on hand. And then every once in a while, try something new. There's nothing wrong with trying new things. It's exciting. But also just make sure that you have a lot of the staples on hand. Okay. Well, that is the perfect segue because I know that you have brought some ideas for us about how we can get creative. Nobody here is saying like you can't try new things. You can be creative, but you can also scan your kitchen, look in the fridge, look in the pantry, see what you've got to make some fun and creative meals. We're going to talk all about that with Sarah when we come right back. Hey friends, I know a lot of us are packing our bags and finding our passports because it is summer trip season. And I want to remind you that the all-time best go-to travel hack is Babbel. Whether you're a seasoned traveler or maybe you're embarking on your first adventure, wherever you're going, communication is key to fully experiencing a new culture. And that is where Babbel comes in. Babbel is the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's totally still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. I know I say this all the time, but as a busy mom of five who is running her own business and managing all kinds of life stuff, my favorite thing about Babbel is that you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. And with those 10 minutes a day, you can start having real life conversations in as little as three weeks. Plus, I love Babbel's speech recognition technology. It helps me. It's going to help you improve our pronunciation and our accents so we don't sound so touristy when we're out and about. And right now, you guys can get up to 55% off of your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash awesome. That's babbel.com slash awesome for 55% off of your subscription. Babbel, language for life. All right, we are back. And today we are talking all about how we can really eliminate as much as possible, just wasting money on food and then also using the ingredients that we already have, that we already bought, that we're keeping on hand, how we can get a little bit creative to really stretch those grocery dollars, especially these days when it costs more than ever to feed our families. And again, Sarah, you were able to go in and look around in your kitchen and say, how can we make this work better? Maybe and you ended up saving hundreds and hundreds of dollars in feeding your family. Tell us a little bit more. We were just talking about cooking with what you have on hand doesn't have to mean like bland or boring or not fulfilling meals. Tell us a little bit more about what you've learned about how to creatively cook for your family with the stuff you already have in your kitchen. Well, one of the most fun challenges I find is when we're running low on food and I go through my fridge and my pantry and I say, okay, what do I have in here that I can use? Because one of the biggest ways I've found to save money on groceries is just to extend the time between grocery shopping trips. Like how long can I go without going to the store? Because when I go to the store, I'm going to spend the money. So I have really enjoyed probably my most fun I've had making videos on TikTok are the videos when my fridge is looking a little empty and I look around my kitchen to find ingredients that I can use for a meal. So I say, be creative, find ingredients that you enjoy and test how they taste together. You know, I'm looking around and I say, okay, sweet potatoes are good. 
beans are good, right? I mean, they'll, they'll probably go together in a dish. So think of things that could go well together and don't be afraid to experiment. Don't be afraid to fail, quote unquote. Don't be afraid to make something you won't enjoy because 99% of the time you're going to like it. That's what I found anyway, especially if you're keeping on hand ingredients that you and your family normally eat and enjoy anyway. So just because something doesn't normally go into a meal doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't go there, if that makes okay, any sense. Okay, yeah. One of our favorite meals to make is fried rice because you can throw pretty much any vegetables in there. So while I am going through my pantry and my fridge and my produce baskets, I think to myself, what is going bad? What is something that's looking a little wrinkled mm -hmm. or just a little, you know, <laughs> questionable? And I yep. say, can this go into some fried rice? So pretty much any vegetable I've found, you can chop up and throw in there and it's going to taste great. I found that. And then also one of the biggest ways to stretch the mornings are pancakes because you can pretty much make pancakes. You can make them without eggs. You can make them without milk. I've made my own milk with oatmeal to make pancakes with. Wow. And, <laughs> you know, you can just be creative that way. So one of the ways that I would recommend to start is to go online and to look up common ingredient substitutions. Oh. And if you're out of eggs, you could use flaxseed or sometimes mayonnaise or other things in a recipe. So get familiar with the most common substitutions for ingredients, and that'll give you a baseline for being more creative in the kitchen. That is so smart. And I do think that a lot of times we limit ourselves thinking like, well, if I have these ingredients, I can only make something like this instead of having that different mindset of being like, ooh, I have these ingredients. I'm so curious. What could I make if I put all of this together? What would it look like? What would it taste like? I think a lot of it is about a mindset shift, right? It is. Yes. And you know, and if you're new to that, there are some apps out there where you can plug in the ingredients that you have in mm. your house and it'll pop up some recipes for you. So that might be a good way to start if you don't just want to dive in off the deep end, you know, if right. you want to just wade in a little bit, find those apps that will tell you, hey, I've got this and this and this, and it'll spit out some recipes for you. So just enjoy the process. Yeah. I know too, something that you mentioned in terms of going to the store, for me, I tend to think of like if the fridge is getting a little bare, the pantries are looking a little slim, I think, oh, I've got to go to the store like right away and refresh and replenish. But I loved hearing what you said that it means you could like even save going to the store. For me, another huge money saver has been using apps to order groceries from home. So like I'm looking at my actual grocery list and I'm just getting the stuff on my list. It really dramatically has changed how much I'm spending on groceries because I'm not doing the impulse buys. In some ways it might be like, oh, but you're not getting to experience like the new products that are out there but, or get creative. But if you're in the mindset of like, you know, I want to feed my family well and here's what it's going to take to feed my family well, maybe you don't need the temptation of like all the new products that are out, right? <laughs> Totally. I sometimes find myself walking through the store feeling like I need to put blinders on just because there's something new every week. <sighs> and while it's tempting, and I do leave a little bit of room in my budget for fun things every once in a while. One of my family's biggest things that we have that we love to try is new flavors of M&Ms. So if a new flavor of M&M comes out, we are going to try it. We're going to buy it. <laughs> so we do leave room for flexibility in the budget. But 
I have to say that shopping online, ordering your food and picking it up or getting it delivered is such a good tip if you're just trying to avoid all of those extra side purchases, those things that get tossed in the cart. And if you have kids, sometimes without your knowledge. Yes. So highly recommend (laughs) that. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember, especially when my oldest kids were little, going to the grocery store and coming home and unpacking and being like, wait a second. <laughs> Just like these, maybe a, How'd that a get little in there? cookies or something. Exactly. Exactly. But truly, I do think that the shopping, especially with a store app, sometimes I've definitely used Instacart in the past when I'm really in a crunch to get groceries delivered. But if you can use most grocery stores have some online ordering system where you can go and pick up. And I find that to be the most cost effective as well, because then you're not paying, you know, sort of like the other fees and those types of things. So there are ways to do it, but oh my goodness, it just takes a little bit of intentionality and the mindset. And I know that's what you have really focused a lot of your messaging on right now on TikTok for You Need a Budget. I have to ask you, because I know as we're in this summer season, Like one of the biggest conversations in our community lately was about teens specifically. I know your kids are not quite to the teen years yet. Sarah, I'm going to tell you, teens are amazing and wonderful, but oh my gosh, they eat all the time. (laughs) My husband was telling me when he was a teenager, he would go to the China buffet here over near us and Uh he would eat six plates easily. And I'm thinking, how am I going to feed teenagers? (laughs) How is this possible? (laughs) Yes, it's so much food. You know, and different families have different rules and ideas about how we do this. I know for my kids, my teenagers, it's a lot of like late night snacking. Their rhythms of the day are different. They're up late and they're chatting with their friends online or they're whatever, they're watching movies and they're snacky. And so just feeding teenagers and their appetites, but kids in general. I mean, my twins, my boys are 10. They're not even to the teenage phase yet. And I can't tell you how many times I've said to my husband, how many jobs are we going to have to work to (laughs) be able to buy groceries when these two are teens? Because we're not even there yet. But I would love to know, because so many of us are thinking about feeding kids in the summer. Do you have any tips about summertime eating when you guys do homeschool all year round? But for lots of us, we're used to our kids being out of the house during the day. Now they're home. We're going to the pool. We're packing a pool bag with snacks. It's just like there's food all the time. What tips come to mind for our awesomes about how we can make this work in the summer? You know, I was thinking about, I went through a time when I was really struggling with the snacking all day long. And mostly it was just me having to go downstairs when we were living in a home. I would have to go figure out a snack for them. And it was really becoming this all-consuming, all-day-long situation. And it was very mentally draining for me. And I tried this tip. I don't even remember where I heard it, but it just worked so well for my family. So I bought two little plastic bins, one for each of my kids. And at the beginning of the day, I would fill it with their snacks for the day. And I would keep it in the fridge because we had some cheese sticks in there and other things like that. And so I would say, these are your snacks for the day. You can eat them whenever you want. And they're open for you to eat. And what I saw is that my kids were self-regulating because they had a limited amount of snacks. It was quite a bit, but still, like, it was limited. They would 
wait until later in the day to break into that. Or they would start with the healthier things first and they would save the cookies and things like that till the end of the day. And I found that they were enjoying it. I was enjoying it. I didn't have to be making snacks for them all day long. It was just a win-win for everyone. So try the snack bins, especially in the summer. I think it could really work for (laughs) the snacky age kids. (laughs) Oh my gosh, absolutely. That is so smart. And I love that you kept it in the fridge because when you were saying that, I was thinking like, I know for my kids when they're snack, snack, snacking all the time, they're just, they're not eating enough protein a lot of the times to have that feeling of being full. So I've been trying to point them towards have some Greek yogurt first. They'll ask, you know, can I get this out? Get that out. I'll say first, I want you to eat a soft boiled egg, eat some Greek yogurt, eat a string cheese. We literally buy the string cheese bags at Sam's because we go through a lot of string cheese here, but get something proteiny first. But I love that you kept it in the fridge so that they have that variety. There's probably some protein. There's probably, like you said, some cookies, some fun snacks. And they get to pick. I think that's so important for allowing kids, like you said, to self-regulate, to really intuitively for themselves think about what am I hungry for? How do I want to make these snacks work during the day? I think older kids especially can really, it kind of really sinks in for them as well. Yes, totally. And honestly, it's fun. And I had fun with it. I had fun going to the store, buying new types of snacks. And then we would make our own as well. So if you're trying to save money, making your own snacks can be a really great way to do that. One of their favorites were the protein balls I would make with peanut butter, oats, and chocolate chip. They loved those. And I would sneak some flax seeds in there as well, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so just being creative, we actually made our own Cheez-It crackers one time, and that was really Ooh. fun. Just being creative, have fun with them, and they'll enjoy. If they see you doing anything intentionally to make their life easier or more enjoyable, they're going to be on board. And it'll just be a fun thing for your whole family then. I love that. Sarah, this has been so helpful. I can genuinely, I understand. I love the You Need a Budget on TikTok account because you really do provide such welcoming ways to think about money. Tell us where we can find you. What's the best place to go on TikTok to find you? So You Need a Budget, we have it as YNAB, Y-N-A-B. So our handle on TikTok is YNAB Official, and you can find us there. And also on Instagram at you need a budget and then on Twitter and Facebook as well. So wherever you use social media, we're there. Okay. I know, like I said at the top of the show, and this is genuine, we have so many fans of YNAB of you need a budget in the awesome community, especially in these times where economics, family budgets, it's difficult. We often have conversations about how are you guys making this work with this and that? People always suggest go check out YNAB. It has changed our family's life. And so I love that through social media, especially like on TikTok or Instagram, where you can give people like little bite-sized pieces that can help and introduce people to a different mindset around money. Because I know on TikTok, you don't just talk about food and feeding your family. I've seen, you know, others from you guys on that. But yeah, it's a great place to go to get just like a little hit of inspiration. So you guys are doing great with all of that. Thank you so much. We think that money should be flexible and sustainable for you. Everybody has a different situation. So we do customized budgets that work for you and your lifestyle. And that also can change when life changes. I think that's really important as well. And that's how I approach groceries and everything. Be flexible. Do the things that work for you. Start slowly. 
one step at a time and find what works for you and your family. I love that. And that is so our approach. It's sort of awesome. We're very much just like how to make things work in a way that's awesome for you. So perfect to send people over to check that out if you guys haven't already. Sarah, thank you so much. This has been so wonderful. It's so great to talk to you today about all of this. I have had so much fun, Meg. Thank you so much. All right. Awesome. Do you know you can find us on social media by searching Sort of Awesome, whatever platform you're on. We would love to have you join one of our communities on social media. And Awesome, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.